Fatu for Hacker Public Radio. Bug reporting and bug triaging. These are great ways to get involved with an open source project that you like, that you use, that you want to contribute to uh, without really knowing anything about, for instance, programming or project management or anything like that. Now, when you buy a commercial piece of software, the perception is that you are buying a certain amount of security, that the company has paid people to do bug testing and things like that so that when you run the software, it runs really, really well and does not fail. Now, of course, there's not any software package out there without a bug in it, of course, so the effectiveness of this model is highly questionable. Now, the alternative, obviously, is open source software, and for that to really work, I think, uh, one of the one of the requirements or one of the the ideas is that a lot of the users are going to also be uh, quality assurance people. They're going to be bug reporters. So that when the program does fail, you are able to send a report to the programmer, to the development team, telling them how it failed, when it failed, and possibly why it might have failed, so that they can take that and improve on it, and so that they'll have a better program, and everyone using it, including yourself, will have a better user experience. So if you're using a software a lot, and you're enjoying it, and you like it, and you, you, you're into that, that application, one of the great things that you can do for it is, other than donating, donating money so that the development can continue, uh, is to submit bugs. So that if it does crash, or if there's something that needs improvement, or something happens that is not expected, filing a bug will help the programmer or programmers know uh, where the problem is or what needs improvement. Now, if you've never filed a bug before, you might be a little bit unclear as to how that whole process works. So I'm going to go through that briefly, and then I'm going to talk about what happens on the other end as well. To file a bug, you're going to typically get two choices. One is going to be if, if the program crashes, a lot of times the programmer will just include a little dialog box notifying you that the program has crashed and that you should send a bug report to them. And sometimes there will be a little button right there that says send the bug report or there will be instructions on where to send the bug report. So if it's that if it's that uh, casual, then basically all you're going to do is either click the button or just open up an email and email the address that they're giving you, telling them that, yes, the program quit, and this is why it quit, this is how it quit, this is when it quit. The idea there is to give them basically a step-by-step instruction on how to replicate or, or recreate that bug so that they can sit down in front of their system and do exactly what you did leading up to that bug or leading up to that crash or whatever. Um, try to give it to them just like a recipe, basically, so that they can just sit down, read your instructions, do it, and bang, see the same bug that you saw. That's the ideal. Uh, if you can't do that, then just give them as much information as possible, you know, leading up as to what was going on before this, this bug occurrence uh, happened. The other way is a slightly more formal way, uh, I think probably a little bit more typical, uh, through some kind of bug tracking system. Usually this is just a web-based database. Uh, Bugzilla is one of the big ones that you'll hear about, but there are others. And this 
is usually found either, again, as some kind of pop-up window after your application goes down, or it's on the web, the project's website or something like that. And you can find their, their Bugzilla or whatever. And you go to the site. Usually you have to create an account there. You'll give a username, probably, maybe a password, and your email. The email is going to be very helpful because if they have questions about your bug report, they'll be able to contact you uh, later on to ask you more for more information, which is actually quite good. And so you can you can create your user account, and then you just go through some little drop-down menus usually, or maybe some, some selections, uh, telling them what version of the program you're running, uh, what platform you're running it on. And again, sort of a text area where you can fill in Ideally, a step-by-step -step instruction for the programmer on how they can recreate that bug. If you don't feel like you know what you're doing, maybe this is the first time you've ever filed a bug in a bug tracker, just do your best. You'll be pleasantly surprised, I think, to find how nice these people are. They're really appreciative that you're filing a bug, that you're taking time to do this. So they're going to be very nice about it. They don't care if you don't do it exactly as, like, as a programmer would, you know, they just want your feedback. And if they need more information, they have your email address and they will contact you. The first time that I filed a bug with, a, with an open source uh, project in their, in their bug tracker, I was really pleasantly surprised to find that they, they actually did email me back a couple of times telling me different things that I could try to, to get around this bug. And they had me try some different things and report back to them. Uh, so it was a lot more interactive than the previous bugs I'd filed with commercial software packages where you just send your bug in and it kind of just disappears. No way to track it, no way to keep track of it. So give that a shot. It's, it's, it's fairly easy to do and it's very, very helpful. It can help the programmers, it can help you, it can help everyone else using the software. So it's a great thing to get into. Like I say, those are usually found just on the project's website. They'll, there's usually some kind of link to their bug tracker. Uh, you have to understand that bug trackers serve two purposes. One is for the people filing them and the other is for the people dealing with the bugs that have been filed. So don't get thrown off about like different queries and things like that. What you want to do is create a new bug. You don't want to create a new query. What the queries are is for the other side of the bug uh, process, and that is the people, the bug team of that project, the people who are getting all these bug submissions and need to sort through them and kind of categorize them and classify them and prioritize them, things like that. And this is another great way to get involved with a project that maybe you use on an everyday basis and love and want to get involved with, you can get involved with their bug team. Because the bug uh, processing doesn't actually require a whole bunch of programming knowledge or development uh, knowledge. You can do this as just an everyday user. One of the most important things about doing this bug processing is just being familiar with the project, being familiar with the program enough so that you can look at the bug reports, kind of make sense of them, and maybe even recreate them and then process them. Easiest way to get involved with a project's bug team is to simply again go to their website, look up what you know, look at their bug uh, process, find out if there is a bug team uh, that is actively recruiting, and email them or jump on IRC if they have an IRC channel and tell them that you're interested in helping out. Getting started in this is a little bit intimidating, possibly. If you've never done anything like it, it can be a little bit confusing, but it's really a lot easier than you realize. Essentially, it's just they've got a big database of all these different reports of different kinds of bugs. When you first join up on a bug team, 
They will typically assign a number of bugs to you, maybe on a certain topic or during a certain time period. You can take those bugs and you sort through them one by one. And they will help you for the first couple bugs. As much help as you need, typically. These people are very happy to have your your help. And it's part of their job as the bug team leaders to help you uh, become familiar with the process and to get comfortable with with processing these bugs. So you can take a bug, you'll look through it, you'll read it. Usually you try to recreate it. You just set that bug on one side of your screen, open up the application on the other, and step through the the things that the bug reporter has has relayed as an as an issue and see if you can get it to do the same thing. And if you do, you can usually you you file it typically, you know, one way and the bug team leader will tell you, you know, their preferred methods. Um and if if you can't recreate it, you'll file it a different way or if you if you just are totally confused, you can get help from the bug team leader. Things like that. It's a really, it's a very interactive process. It's not like you have to just sign up and then you're just kind of on your own and you have to figure it out. They're very helpful. They're ready to help, and you catch on really, really quickly. Uh, like I say, the, the most important thing is to just be familiar with the application. So this is something that you probably want to be fairly. You know, you just want to make sure that you know the application well enough so that you can attempt to create the bugs. You don't have to know everything, and in fact, that is actually a benefit of doing bug triaging, uh, is that you learn a lot about the application. You're going to be doing things sometimes that are very obscure that maybe you never even realized that the program could do. And here you are stepping through these, these issues to see if you can recreate a bug and kind of learning that, oh, wow, this application does that and it does this. Well, that's great. I never knew that. So it's a, it's a very neat way to learn. Uh, a lot of times you'll learn just the most obscure things and, and you start to really build up your knowledge about that application. And if it's a very broad application, like a desktop environment, you might be learning a lot about Linux, like hardcore Linux stuff that, you know, maybe you read about or maybe you heard about in class but kind of went over your head at the time or you kind of forgot about or you weren't clear on. After you try to recreate the bug like three times, you're going to be really clear on that aspect. So you're, you're learning a lot. So it's very beneficial for yourself. It's beneficial for the project. And what benefits the project? Benefits the community. And everyone wins. So you can try that out. And uh, it's really cool. It's really helpful. Uh, it's a great way to spend an evening if you don't have anything else to do. You know, processing bugs for a project that you use every day and are excited about anyway. I mean, that's a great way to help out. So, uh, yeah, tr- Pick your project and and go get involved one way or another. Uh, Bug reporting and bug triaging, those are great ways to to start out. And and especially bug triaging, it's a great entry into that that project. So if you are, you know, learning to program or you're you're developing some some skill and you want to contribute to that project in some sense, you know, getting, getting your foot in the door with just bug reporting or bug triaging rather, I mean, that's kind of a cool way to get familiar with some of the people involved in the project because you're working pretty closely with, with the developers. You know, you're, you and the developers are making comments on the same bugs. So it's a really good way to get to know the project kind of from the inside. Thank you for listening to Hacker Public Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net, so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.